Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. And hello once again. Welcome to another edition of Emil Francie's Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander. Todd Roberts is in Los Angeles. Afternoon, sir. Hello. Our hello. good our good friend Bunker de France is uh, at a wedding today. Not his own, unless he's fooling us. But uh, chances are he's not. <laughs> he's not fooling us. But he is at a wedding, uh, and so he will not be with us today. Our guest is Shayla Joe O'Connor. Uh, Shayla Joe Connor. I keep wanting to make her Irish. Shayla Jo Connor, and we're going to be talking about uh, 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 an issue that is near and dear to her heart, and it's uh, raising missing and murdered indigenous women awareness. And uh, so that we're going to get to that in just a moment. But first, I got a couple of goodies to hit, talk about here. Coming up next week in Tucson and running through the 20, it's October 20 through 23, it's the uh, International Wild Bunch Film Festival happening uh, in Tucson uh, next week. They've been holding them in Wilcox and all over uh, southeast Arizona, but uh, now they come to the big city, so uh, they'll be in Tucson for the event. And the best way to find out what the devil is going on is to go to the wildbunchfilmfestival.com web, uh, web uh, page, wildbunchfilmfestival.com. You'll find out everything you need to know about what's going on uh, for the uh, film festival, which uh, runs the 20 through 23 of October here in Tucson. Next up, we have another interesting thing that is coming up next month at the Mezcal movie set on November 5th, as a matter of fact, is when it's happening. That's a Saturday. And they're going to be doing a, uh, uh, well, it's a talk, basically, Forey J. Smith, he plays Lloyd Pierce in the uh, program uh, Yellowstone. Uh, he's a rodeo rider, stuntman, and an actor as well. He's visiting the Mescal movie set, uh, which is the location that started his film career. And so he's coming down to uh, do a talk and uh, meet with everybody, and they'll be leading a VIP tour and such. So you can get uh, tickets for that one at mescalmovieset.com. Mescalmovieset.com, again, that is November the 5, uh, happening at Mescal. So, with that, Todd Roberts, you got anything you want to throw in there? Uh, I just, uh, I wanted to say that uh, I was watching uh, Audie Murphy this morning over coffee in The Kid from Texas. Oh, great movie. And, uh, you know, and I, 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 it was funny how uh, you had... Uh, the uh, the guy from so many different uh, Gunsmokes and other TV shows as the voiceover, and <laughs> Will Greer was one of his writing saddle pals, ah. and I kept thinking to myself, now this is unique. I didn't realize that uh, Billy the Kid rode with his grandfather, <laughs> but beyond that, uh, you know, it was a, a, a barrel of fun. It's movie magic. It more 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 than a more fun than a bag of squirrels. There you go, sack full of squirrels. I think he says. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's welcome Shayla Joe Connor to our program. Shayla, hi. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, no, thank you for having me. I'm really excited about this. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Shayla is a uh, Miss, let's see, uh, uh, Sheridan, Wyoming rodeo queen. You're, you're a Miss yeah. Rodeo Queen. I know that. Yeah. <laughs> From Miss Sheridan, Wyoming rodeo. Thank you. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> How did you, before we get into the uh, nuts and bolts of what you're wanting to talk about here, and I think it's extremely important that we do that, I want to know first about you, when you started, uh, when you had this wild uh, idea that you'd be riding horses and become a rodeo queen. Yeah, definitely. So I started riding horses when I was probably about eight years old, and then I kind of hit like the rodeo trails, you know, peewee barrels, you had like mutton busting. And, you know, even going, like, doing ball racing with, like, a stick horse. And then I didn't really start thinking about rodeo queening until I was a bit older. My grandma kind of was like, oh, Shelly, you should do it because I was rodeo queen. But after, I was like, I don't know, grandma. Like, that's not my style. Anyway, <laughs> as I got older, <laughs> uh, yeah, as I got older, she's like, Shelly, you really shouldn't try it. So I was like, okay, grandma. So she kind of, like, you know twisted my finger <laughs> and so then I ended up doing it and so it was super cool because she was the rodeo queen 
15 years before me. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. Oh, Same cool. title, but 50 years before me. So kind of kept it in the family. Yeah. She's the first Northern Cheyenne, and I'm the second Northern Cheyenne. How interesting. That That is way cool. And obviously, Grandma, did Grandma, uh, was she an influence for you getting involved in uh, with horses and whatnot? Yes. Yep. She is. Actually, I'm not going to tell her age, but she's a lot older. No, no. <laughs> She'd probably get mad, you know, <laughs> Grandma. But anyway, she still rides horses with me. We still move cows. All right. Um, yeah. So we're still we're still at it. So, so Shayla, the, the, the deal is when... When we reach, when people reach the age your grandma and I, and Todd is approaching yeah. it, and Bunker has already approached it. Uh, Thank you for reminding me. Eric. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, when, when when we reach the, this age, we don't. We, it, it, it's treated like an unlisted number. Uh, it doesn't exist, and we don't tell people. <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, Bunker is not going to be here with us, as I mentioned, but I want to kick off how we, uh, how the interview gets going here and, and with one yeah, of his definitely. questions. And he writes that we know how important uh, it is for you to have people become aware of the missing and murdered indigenous women and children. How, yes. how has this particular issue touched you and what has made you so committed to this cause? And he ends it with thank you and walk in beauty. Yeah, so um, the biggest thing with me is it kind of just happened to my family personally. So my uh, aunt, or not my aunt, my cousin went missing back into uh, 2012. And so like what I like to describe it as is like a cold day. You know, they're not fun. Um, it's cold. It can be lonely sometimes and stuff like that. Um but yeah, it's just like I want to do it for my family, and I want other people to like know that um, that it's not fun to go through, and we want to see a better outcome so they don't feel what we have to feel. Well, obviously, uh, it it's not a good thing. Obviously, no question about it. Yeah, um, for sure. But it, the how how much does the issue need to be raised about? missing and murdered indigenous women is this something that is just thrown in the on the back burner by law enforcement in society or or uh what's the how how's that work yeah definitely i think it needs to be known because it's not just happening in other uh it's happening in my community more but then if you look at like the national database there's over like six thousand cases but there's only like 111 that are in the database so we're missing so many people that have gone missing and it's kind of being like shoved to the bottom to the back you know any idea or would you like to speculate why that's happening i think because people don't i think the reservations sometimes don't have the resources and then um it's harder for people to come in that are native to the re native to the like um res communities Mm-hmm. And so just having that extra help, we don't have that. So I feel like it's not being, like, filed properly, if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, that that makes sense. So if the reservations do not have the resources, isn't, mm-hmm. isn't the federal government then supposed to step in and assist? Or am, am I uh, thinking aloud uh, and maybe wishing for something? Oh, no, you're, you're correct. Like, they're allowed to. But sometimes they just don't because, like, it just, I don't know, kind of depends, like, the family as well. Hmm. Interesting. Todd, you want to throw anything in there? Well, I think it's, you know, your your question is very valid, Harry, which is, you know, do you think this is being swept under the rug or how better could it be dealt with? And I would say that, you know, I've known about this issue from two different artists, who are doing art in regards to this, uh, the great Zoe Nurness, who um, is a great photographer. And then there's a gentleman who is a photographer that photographs his daughters uh, all in traditional dress and in empowered photographs. But he has done one of uh, the subject of missing women uh, and girls and women. And, until that, I had never seen anything, nothing. Yeah. I mean, honestly, what really brought it to my attention 
was the episode of Yellowstone that talked about it, mm -hmm. which kind of came yeah. about the same time that I discovered these two artists. And then, you know, so I was aware of it, but as, as those of us who understand marketing, sales and marketing like mm -hmm. you, Harry, uh, and I do, you know, there are three steps to any process or any, any transaction, which is awareness, recognition, action. Mm -hmm. yeah. So I was aware of it, but there was no, I had, I didn't, I wasn't walking around with it in my head, recognizing it. Right. And then I saw this yeah. article on Shayla and I went, <laughs> oh my God, here is somebody. Yes, I commend yeah. the two artists that are doing photographs of it, but here's somebody that went out and got legislation passed in her state. Here's somebody yeah. that is actively going around and talking to people, her her own mm -hmm. age group in her community and other people in her community and other places about this issue. Yeah. And it is, it's chronic. And, you know, I spoke with my good friend uh, who we had on the show, uh, uh, Harry, yeah, as you cool. know and remember, uh, Zani Gorman, whose father is right. one of the last living co-talkers right. who just passed away. And I asked, when I first found out about it, I asked her about it. And she, you know, said, yeah, Todd, it's been going on for a long time. But yeah. Uh, and she said, I'm not being critical of you, but I got to tell you, Todd, this is something we've been aware of for a long, long time. But yeah. often people not from the reservation or people not in the uh, Indian community, the native community, mm -hmm. don't know about it. And they come to it and they come to it so shocked and aghast and we have this same conversation time and time and time and time again hmm. and not that we're going to be tired of having the conversation right. but we do sometimes ask the question to ourselves you know how do we get the word out there how do we get more people interested in this issue and you know my hat is off to Shayla here because she's doing it she's not talking about Thank it you. she's doing it yes Let's talk about uh, Hannah's act that you got uh, uh, approved in the Montana legislature. And Hannah's act is named for your cousin, Hannah Harris, uh, who, yes. as you mentioned, went missing in 2013. Uh, what The steps that you did to uh, make that happen, I mean, that that's a daunting effort, isn't it? Or wasn't it? Yeah, it was definitely a family effort for sure. It just wasn't me. It was like um, Hannah's mom, Hannah's sisters, grandma, aunt, uncle, uh, niece and nephews, and stuff like that. Um, but the first step was we kind of wanted to change something, you know? And so we had to decide, like, what was that change going to be? And so we started off with walks. You know, we'd have walks for Hannah, so, like, justice for Hannah, because whoever did, you know, whoever did whatever happened to her, you know, was still on the run. So it was started out as justice for walks and then we were like okay we got this we got the search party and stuff but we need more what can we do more and so we started thinking and i think at family dinners we're like you know what there needs to be something in the state of montana that is going to allow native americans to have help faster because we didn't get that help as fast as we could have and that we would have liked to see and so then we started writing a bill and then we took it we had one of the representatives, um, Rennie Whiteman, who was, and Ray Peppers, who was in the Montana legislature, and they went and presented it, and it passed. And hmm. so it was just awesome to see something that, you know, I helped with my family that's going to help so many other families. I got to ask, was the, was the bill passed unanimously, or were there holdouts uh, in the voting uh, of that legislation? I, I think all of the, I'm, if I remember correctly, I think all of them have voted except there were two that didn't. Because they wanted to see, I think, something change in it. I'm not too sure. Hmm. Interesting. So yeah, it was very basic, interesting. basically, what does Hannah's act, uh, what does it say? Yeah, so basically, it allows anyone at a 24 hour period when someone goes missing Native American that they can have a specialist in homicide and missing murdered come directly to the reservation um, and um, give them the help they need. So you have a specialist on hand that can, you know, help find them. And then you'll have more of a search party 
and we're like they'll bring in hound dogs um you know um horses helicopters whatever they need for that terrain to find that person it's really incredible that it has to be enacted into law that something that is common i would say common sense and should have happened regardless of what the race is or color or any of that bs uh i mean it's a person for christ's sake come on uh i'm just astounded and <laughs> yeah i'm just astounded that it it took legislation to uh to require this kind of a thing is this something that is happening only with your particular uh, group, the Northern Cheyenne, or is is this something that uh, that plagues uh, tribal uh, the nations all around the country? So, as of I know right now, this is uh, only for Montana. I haven't seen anything that I've seen personally from other states, but I'm I know there's like people who you know there's places that you can donate to MMIW. <laughs> and stuff like that. But for Montana, it's just not for Cheyenne. It's for the Crow, the Blackfeet, and, yeah, the other tribes in Montana. It is, is it something... Sure. Go ahead. Go no, ahead, Go John. ahead, here. Well, I was going to say, is this... Is, I, 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 I'm at a loss here. Is it, is it because the Native American women are easy pickings, as it were, or is it just because... People just don't seem to care. I mean, I, I'm, I'm still having under, I'm still having troubles understanding this. Yeah, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that last part? It, is it is it something that? And I forgot what I said. I'd have to roll the tape back. Uh, well, I think Harry, what I'm you were sorry. saying is, you know, <laughs> Shayla, do you think this is? Do you think that maybe tribal women, native women? make themselves vulnerable because of uh, being on the reservation and, and not having, as shall I say, as aware and worldly? Or is it because the people around the reservation, the media, law enforcement, the people not not Native, not reservation people, just don't care and don't give it the support and attention it needs? I think it can be a little bit of both, for sure. Um I recently, like, seen on social media that um, there's a lot of, like, um, human trafficking. Yeah. And I seen a post about Native Americans, and just a Native American girl alone is worth 6000 Wow. And so, like, I was so blown away by that, and, like, I was like, holy cow. And so I feel like, like, now is the time that, like, I need to do a lot more stuff, because now that you see people are, like, putting prices on our race, I'm like, that mm -hmm. is unbelievably, and that's not okay. No, it is not. So, it's frankly disgusting. It is very disgusting. Hmm. Well, it's just another example of man's inhumanity to man. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, and, for sure. Uh, uh, putting, you know, somebody might look up and say, oh, God, $6,000, $10,000 is a lot of money. You're talking about a human mm -hmm. life here. You're yeah, talking right. about somebody's daughter, sister, yeah. granddaughter, yeah. niece, nephew, aunt. Yes. Uh, somebody's mother someday, somebody's grandmother right. someday, somebody's aunt someday, somebody's wife someday. It's just Somebody's plum. teacher someday. It's just plumb wrong. It is, yeah. <laughs> I mean... All right, we got to do our first commercial break, Shayla. Shayla Joe Connor okay. is our guest. Perfect. Um, she's a uh, Miss Sheridan, Wyoming rodeo queen. But now, we're talking about that, but we're more than actually talking about raising the awareness of missing and murdered indigenous women. Here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West with Harry Alexander, Bunker to France is off today. Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. We'll be back with much more after these important messages. Stay tuned. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda, 
That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I, Miss Wilkinson, is now Wilkinson Wealth Management, 7411 East Tanker Verde in Tucson, 520-777-1911. Watch Old West silent movies anytime at VoicesOfTheWest.net. America, let me tell you about Sergeant Greg Anderson. Served two tours in Afghanistan, Bronze Star and Purple Heart recipient, and unemployed. The unemployment rate among transitioning service members is unacceptably high, much higher than the general population. Veterans are a proven commodity. They're mature, reliable, and hardworking. They deserve a chance to get back to work after serving their country. Do you really want to honor a veteran? Hire one. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? You're darn to. I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five are the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. We have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to bestwesterns, voicesofthewest at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. I got witnesses right here to prove that Wilton murdered Fred Wynn. That's right, I heard him him say so. Oh, and by the way, Sheriff, I got Ware inside. You might as well take him along, too. I got a signed confession that he framed my father in the asylum. So you see, boys, all it takes is a little frontier justice. Good day. This is the Voices of the West. Francie's Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, Todd Roberts with us. Bunker is off today, but uh, Todd is in Los Angeles still. That's okay, good, and that's good. Uh, a little bit Jimmy Wakely there for you. And uh, we're talking with Shayla Jo Connor, and it's a rather important issue, missing and murdered indigenous women. And uh, uh, Sh- Shayla, is is this a, I mean, you've, 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 brought the attention into Montana with the legislation. Are there yeah. any moves? Uh, first off, is there is there an official organization? Let's get that part out first. So there's actually a lot. I wouldn't say there's an official. Uh, I mean, there's like definitely a lot of MMIW movement and a lot of like um, websites they can go to. But I do know there's like uh, org, And I'm not too sure who's that run by mm-hmm. But yeah Are you connected with any of the national movements Or any of the national websites? 
Um, no, but I actually have something that I'm working on with some people out in California. Uh-huh. They're part of the Child Safety Network, mm-hmm. and they have a budget for about $18 million, mm-hmm. and they're coming up with a technology about how to um, help well, all communities if someone goes missing. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't give too much detail because we're still working on it, mm-hmm. and then we're going to be bringing it to different tribes and... Um, allowing them to have this technology but i'm super excited about it and so hopefully you'll see more of that from me coming up that's uh, part of the child safety network is that correct yes okay yeah that was one of bunker's other questions <laughs> about your your yeah. connection to the child safety network <laughs> yes yeah because it seems yeah, like so. there needs to be some sort of a national clearinghouse for this kind of information uh, and why I don't know, but it just seems like that's the way it ought to go. Some sort of a clearinghouse to to get this information out there. Uh, how, how has how has law enforcement responded to what you're you're trying to uh, bring to light here? Have they been Have they been helpful with you? Actually, um, yes, I've had. So I have a good friend. His name is Cody. And he is, you know, working on becoming an officer. And so, you know, obviously you have to take courses, you know, become an officer. And he said they touched up on the missing and murdered indigenous, but they didn't quite, like, go into detail. And he felt like it wasn't as detailed as it should be. And so he asked me if I would come and just talk about it to one of the classes so more mm-hmm. officers know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's awesome because I'm starting with local and then I can get maybe a connection with um, a chief and maybe put on more classes for future um, law enforcement coming on. That might help with uh, your connection to the Child Safety Network. That might uh, be yeah. something that they could help out with. I, mean, I would imagine. Sure. I, I, I truly don't know. I mean, I'm just appalled that this kind of an, this kind of situation is happening. And uh, yeah. Uh, just a yeah. <laughs> I don't. Sheila, I don't <laughs> want to point fingers at anybody, but oh um, no, you're good. I, I I do have to ask. You know, um, do you get much since you you got the legislation passed? Do you hear mm-hmm. from the governor? Do you hear from the mayor of the town or the county supervisors, or do you hear from anyone in government of back? you know, that you've, that you worked with to do this, or, I mean, are you getting any interfacing or is it, uh, okay, great. We did this. See you later. And, uh, don't call us. We'll call you. Yeah. Lip service. In other words. Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Yep. Lip service for sure. Wow. That really, really? That's what you're getting is lip service from the politicians. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. So I guess how do you, I, how do you, how do you, Shayla, if, if you yeah. had if you had um, a magic wand and you could mm-hmm. change, how would you change it? What? Who would you align yourself? Or is it money? Or do you need to align yourself with someone? How would you? What is your first step? Your second step? Your third step to change the environment you're in at this moment to point the ship in the right direction of where you want it to go right now? Yes, definitely. I think that's an awesome question. So one of my big things is I've always thought about is that having every tribal president from different reservations meet at least once a year to talk about what's happening in their community, whether they see more missing or they see less, where they can help out in other areas that maybe a reservation is weakened and they can bring and be like, hey, we're doing this in our reservation and I think this would be good for your reservation and I think that will kind of give us like a general sense of what the reser- all different reservations are dealing with and how they're learning to raise awareness or what they're doing are they um, having funds are they doing walks and stuff like that and I think it also will help on different issues such as poverty so that goes into my second one I'd probably bring more like resources in to help get po- us out of poverty so that may be looking like more um, jobs offering on the reservation 
getting them into better equipped houses because right now we have like it's common to see like 12 people living in a four bedroom house mm. and it's honestly kind of sad that situation sure. that situation happens here uh, yeah. in Arizona on uh, many of the southern Arizona nations where uh, you, you see lots of poverty and you see those kinds of situations now the, it's got to be I mean the, the nations are supposed to be self-governing is that correct Yes. So, is it is it the leadership within the nations that maybe needs to be changed to help get uh, the nations out of these kinds of predicaments? Um, that's a hard question because um, right now the Northern Cheyenne are actually going into election for um, the tribe. So we have a president, and then we have a couple leaders from different districts. Mm -hmm. But I feel like we we get people who say that, hey, I want to change this, I want to do this, I want to do that, but we don't see the change. Mm -hmm. A lot of people are in it for the money. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so it's kind of sad saying, to Sheila, see that. Is, is so, their politicians, but, no matter what color they are. Yeah, or race. Yeah. Yes. That's, that's and so I think what's going to really push them, I feel like if, like... Us, like, community members have to push our leaders because they're going to get comfortable in their stance and they're not having anyone challenging them, saying, hey, this is what needs to be done. Like, this is happening to me, and I need something to change about it. Hmm. Wow. I'm, I'm flabbergasted. I don't know. I just, Todd, <laughs> Todd, I don't know what the hell to say. I mean, I'm just so... Yeah. Well. So... so uh, <sighs> You know, I've been on this planet for a long time, and and it's it's just not but, right to do what's going yeah. on here. <laughs> and I, just, but I think also, like, if we take away poverty because or try to get out of it, you know, then those leaders aren't focused all on the money. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that would like help them redirect themselves to getting things done that needs to be done in the tribe as well. So, so, so do you think, Shayla, there is, and I know this exists. I don't know if yeah. it exists in the native community. There is mm -hmm. a, 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 a there is a, a, a culture of, amongst women of shame who have been abused in a relationship or abused by a stranger, uh, whether mm -hmm. they've been sexually assaulted, physically assaulted, or yeah. verbally assaulted, or raped, or sexually harassed. Does that tr does that jump over, leap over into the reservation native community as the same, or is it worse? Is that one of the reasons this is happening? I would say, I oh, that's a hard one. I could see it worse because I feel like it, there's a lot of people who are, um, okay, for instance, our reservation is dry, so that means no alcohol, but you know, sometimes when people tell you, no, you can't do that, what do they do? The opposite, right? Yeah. So, sure. like, then I feel like we see a lot more alcohol. And so then you see a lot more incidents, people drinking, doing maybe drugs, and then it leads to that abuse. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's higher, definitely, for sure. So is then that, does that extend over into the, shall I say, the power structure on the reservation? And I know you can only really fairly speak about the Northern Cheyenne Reservation, but does yeah. the power structure there then look up and push back of with the with the attitude or come from of, we don't need your help, we can do it on our own. And then you yeah. guys look up and go, well, obviously you're not doing it on your own, you're not yeah. doing anything. Right. But that's a second yeah. conversation. Is the first conversation, hey, we've got this handled, we'll take care of our own. I see it both ways. I see there's that power struggle, and the other people like we'll take care of it our own. Todd, I, I see it both. Todd, I think we're we're talking to a future uh, leader here. <laughs> well, I I, I, I I thought it from me blush. from from when I read the uh, when I read the article and yeah. then we chatted on the phone. Right, and, uh, right, right. I, I it's not uh, it's not it's not that hard to spot, Harry. Yeah, yeah I think sure. we both kind of came to the same realization <laughs> yeah. at the same time. Pretty much, um, you know. Uh, 
That's why they're called leaders. Hello. Because they lead. <laughs> yeah. All yeah. right. We got to do our next commercial break here, Shayla. Hang on. We're talking right, with Shayla Jo Connor and missing and murdered indigenous women. We're trying to bring the issue to awareness, and uh, I'm hoping that we're doing that for you. Emil Francis, Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, who's off today, Todd Roberts. We'll be back after this. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 ski fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. You've got some cattle you want, Russell, but don't have enough henchmen of your own to do the job. A little lady up the road apiece won't strike a deal with you about water rights. You out there! Come one step near and old Bess here will spit right in your eye. So you need to strike your own deal, but you need the right henchman to do the job. The stage is hauling a Wells Fargo box loaded with gold. You've got the perfect spot to liberate that gold, but like henchmen to pull off the job. What to do? You better start packing a handgun. Call Red a Hench. We're a bad guy rental agency. We provide you with enough scruffy henchmen to tackle any job with specific directions. Just listen to what Red a Hench users have to say. Well, you know, when I joined Red a Hench, I was trained by Bud Osborne, Charlie King, and some of the best head henches there ever was and I'm going to guarantee you that you cannot hench without the proper henches around you and that's just a gentle hench. When you need sheer numbers of henchmen, call us. We specialize in stage holdups, water right disputes, squatter troubles, cattle rustling, and much more. Our Rena henchmen may not be able to think their way out of a paper bag, but they sure can follow directions, and they won't sing to the law about you if they get caught. See our ad in the Saturday Evening Post or Harper's Weekly. Hey, not only that, when you're in the Long Branch and you want to go next door to Doc's to get that bullet out of your shoulder, get a Rena hench to sit there on your place and keep your whiskey warm while you're gone. Red a hench, when you need bad guys to do bad guy stuff so you can keep your hands clean. You let me do the work. Well, Doc, there must be somebody lying sick or bleeding around here. Well, now, if you just can't stand to see me getting a few minutes hard-earned rest, why don't you go out and shoot somebody? This is the Voices of the West. I play it even when he's not here. <laughs> Welcome back to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Todd Roberts with you. Bunker de France is uh, at a wedding, <laughs> or so he says. Oh, goodness sakes. We're talking with uh, Shayla Jo Connor and uh, murdered and missing indigenous women. And uh, Shayla, we're going to, I, wa- I wanted to ask you that. The information that Todd had sent me initially was uh, a view. It was a modeling layout in Cowgirl magazine, and I must I yes. must say you are a very attractive young woman. Um, I want to find out the uh, symbolism, history, and the meaning of the red hand paint because there is a picture of you with a horse, yeah. and you have a, a red hand painted across your face. What is the symbolism of that? So, yeah, um, we put the red handprint over the mouth because it represents someone who's passed, and obviously they don't have a voice to them of what happened. And the red is, we believe, as Native Americans, that the red, um, after you passed on, you see red. So we wear red so that we call back our ancestors to bring them home forever they may have passed. Yeah. You know... I have known a couple of folks who were members of uh, some of the uh, nations here in southern Arizona, and you, it's interesting because, and these folks were older, 
uh, whom I, I, I knew. But as, as a young person, you're being taught the ways uh, of, uh, of, of, your, of your race. That is incredible. I mean, that is just so cool to have, to, to have that kind of thing being passed down to you and, and the symbolisms and the meanings of, of certain things. I just, that is so cool. And the reason I say yeah, that is definitely. because my mother immigrated from, uh, or was a, uh, she was a first generation American, did not speak English when she began school, and her hands were blood red because the teacher wrapped her because she couldn't speak English and vowed she would never teach yeah. her children the native language. And so now I don't know the native language of, of my mm-hmm. of my ancestors. And I just think it's so cool that that you're carrying on with that. So, Shayla, I have to ask you that, that um, and I know I ask you a lot of things. I'll just keep doing that until you tell me to <laughs> no, you're good. You take yeah, a long walk it. off a short pier. <laughs> Knock it uh, off. <laughs> and, you know, and I, I'm not looking for a scapegoat here. I'm really not. But I am, I, listen, I'm, I'm a big believer in allowing the arrow to point wherever it's supposed to hit. Right. Whatever its yeah. target is. So, you know. I ha- I know that social media is the dominant force in the world today, and everybody yes. has a phone. And I'm I know that that young people on the reservations have phones and devices. Um, my God, when I was in a town of no more than probably three four hundred people in in the countryside of Guatemala, they all had phones yeah. and were all on social media. But do you think, Shayla, that the social media that is so available on, from so many different companies out there and everybody has access to it, that yeah. the, the young people, like young people everywhere, but the young people on the reservation are kind of, in a way, kind of like the Amish. You know, they're apart from, shall I say, the rat race of the big city society, as, as it were. Do you think that they're seeing Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and whatever it is, I'm not pointing any fingers at anyone specific, that that lifestyle of, of that glamorous lifestyle that's being sold in consumption of goods and or this delivering of, of, of internet, media, I don't. I don't know what you want to call it, but it. I. I call it. Well, my grandmother would call it horse pucky, but we're not going to call it that. Um, you know that you. They see this, and I'm not going to mention names, but they see these reality shows of these people living this glamorous lives, and they think, mm-hmm. hey, you know, I, I'm going to. I'm going to go. I'm going to get off the reservation, or I'm going to go get a job off the reservation, and. I'm going to get into the city and I'm going to live these lives and and then they're kind of a fish out of water and as we know most criminals say they don't pick their victims their victims pick them to be uh, to be a, to be criminalized upon and perpetrated on so do you think that that is part of it or is, or is it just is what is the other source or reason for all this yeah, so personally, I know a ton of people my age, older age, on the reservation. They have phones. They have inter- they have all of it on social media for sure. And they probably even have more stuff that I don't even know, especially my little cousin. But I don't think that's um, a part of that. I think um, what we like to or what I see is like a cycle. Um, so you start with poverty. You, you're living with a lot of people. And, you know, when you're older, you're like, you know what? I don't want this for my life. But then when you, all you've ever known was the reservation. And so when you go out to leave, yeah, you are that fish out of the water. So it's just like, well, okay, I don't fit in here. This is not right. So then you go back to the reservation and you have kids and your kids are are in that, in that vicious cycle. And then you see a lot of drugs and alcohol because maybe your parents did it. So then, like, you did it for sure. Hmm. Yeah. 
Wow. And so, then I think so often we've so, heard that the average income on the reservation, uh, the 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 one that I have friends on. Now that I have yeah. you, you're another friend on the Northern Cheyenne. But yes. I have friends on uh, on the Sioux Reservation, and you know mm-hmm. the average income there is eighteen hundred dollars a year. The average income is eighteen hundred dollars a year. Is that is it similar there on Northern Cheyenne? Is it more? Is it less? Is, what is the what is that average number theoretically? With us, Shayla? Oh yeah, sorry. I thought <laughs> I thought I was really talking, but I had you on mute. I just like to put on mute so I can hear. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> sorry, I was really. But no, I think it's about the same, definitely for sure. Hmm. That's really so that sad. obviously it basically create you're you're almost born into poverty. Yeah, hmm. definitely. So the only way to get out. Is either take the cor- the the chart the course that you've done, which is, yes. uh, you know, um, working with um, livestock and animals and 4-H and whatever yeah, school activities and clubs there are, or you just break out and go off the reservation and go into some big city. And how easy it is for people of any race or any color to be swallowed up by a big city that they don't know their way around. Yeah, definitely. I think another big thing that people will go outside the reservation is basketball. Sports will take like take the seniors into college and then they'll, you know, they'll make it like me, like I went on a soccer scholarship. Um, and so I went to college. I lived in other cities and stuff like that. And so like, I just, I explored and I kind of know what I want for me now. Like I don't want my kids to, you know, go through what my family went through. Well, not even my family. Like I guess it started with my dad. My dad, he grew up in poverty. You know, he had to jump from house to house. He was an orphan. His parents didn't want him. So he had a, he was sleeping on couches and stuff like that. And then he, he was like, you know what? I don't want that for my children. So then like he showed us like, you know, that's not what he wanted for us. And so I think, like, that started with the inspiration with my dad. And so, like, by his stories, I'm like, yeah, I don't want that. And then what I see my relatives go through, I don't want my relatives to go through that as well. Sounds like a leadership problem at the tribe level, tribal level. Yeah. All right. Shayla, we're going to take our final commercial break here. Hang on the line. Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Todd Roberts with you. Bunker DeFrance is off. We'll be back with much more in Shayla Joe Connor after this. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true West where a large number of Westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. Are you looking for a smart way to invest your hard-earned dollars? Look no further than Wilkinson Wealth Management. This is an investment firm that works for you based on your expectations, not what the stock market says. This is a firm that wants you as a client, not just as a customer. This is a firm that lets you design a portfolio for when you need it. It's a new name, but the same great service you've come to expect. I, Miss Wilkinson, is now Wilkinson Wealth Management. 7411 East Tank in Tucson, 520 777 
1911. Read classic Western comics anytime at voicesofthewest.net. Hello, I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right, it's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. As we recognize the service of America's men and women in uniform, let's also honor the families who sacrifice so much every day. Military families endure frequent deployments and separations. They carry on while their loved ones are sent into harm's way and wait patiently for their safe return. If you really want to honor a veteran, look for ways to support their families and thank them for their sacrifices. Go to legion.org slash honor veterans to find out how you can help. All right, listeners, you like Westerns, right? I mean, you do listen to this program. So you want a chance to tell the rest of the world which Westerns you think are the best? I'm always ready to back up whatever I say. Here's how. Email us your picks for your top five Westerns. Tell us why you think those five are the best cowboy movies. You got any more you want to say on the subject? Each month, we'll pick one entry and offer you the chance to talk about your choices as a guest on our live stream and resulting podcast of the Voices of the West program. Pretty simple, right? We want to hear from you. But we have our men scouring the valley. Email your list to Best Westerns, Voices of the West at gmail.com. I guess that's all we need to hear. I'm just going to send for you, Gardner. Remember my telling you about James Wiley? You mean the troubleshooter from the East-West Stage Company? Nearly wrecked the casino last fall and you along with it? Claimed your games were crooked? Yeah, that's the one. This is the Voices of the West. Bullegged Jones. He looks like he's got rubber bones. His hair's always shaggy. His whiskers grow like moss. His clothes are always baggy. He's a total loss. Mother Nature must have made his legs to fit a horse. Oh, Bullegged Jones. We're back on Abel Francis Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Todd Roberts, Parker DeFrance is off. He's attending a wedding. We're talking with uh, Shayla Jo Connor about murdered and missing indigenous women. And I see that uh, back in the last Congress, uh, they designated May 5, 2021, as National Day of Awareness for Missing and Murdered Native Women and Girls. Uh, federal government once again paying lip service to an issue rather than fixing a particular issue. Come out. Um, all right, enough of that nonsense. Uh, Shayla, uh, and, and of course I want to invite everybody to uh, do a Google search of uh, MMIWG art and uh, look up Stolen Sisters as well. Now for the fun part, Shayla, um, what, do you, what Westerns do you like? <laughs> like movies? Yeah. I'm or TV? <laughs> My favorite is... Um, the Man from Snowy River. There you go. Good stuff. Wow. Love it. Look at you, Shayla. Oh, good. Good stuff. Went out of field there. I know. Kidding. Huh? I know. <laughs> or, wait, wait, wait for it. I like Tombstone. I just like when that guy's like, I'll be your Huckleberry. <laughs> the 1993 what? version. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. What? I didn't know he said Huckleberry, like bear. Like you know, like for a Paul Bear. Yeah. I thought he always said Huck, like Huckleberry. Like yeah. I'll be your Huckleberry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it was so good, good accent that Val Kilmer, Kilmer did there. <laughs> That's yeah. Cool. yeah, for yeah. sure. All right. Now that we have that part out of the way, um, future plans for Miss Shayla Joe Connor. What are they? Yeah. So, um, so I'm living in Montana, and I my next big thing, hopefully. 
is next year I want to try out to be Mr. Rodeo Montana. Ooh. Yeah. So instead of so like my first title was local, but now I want to go state. Mm-hmm. And after yeah. state, after that, what what next? So I'm becoming a vet tech. Oh, I have cool. two more years. Uh-huh. I want to be a vet tech. Everyone's like, well, why don't you just be a vet, Shayla? I'm like, well, that's eight years of school. <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> I don't want to be in debt. <laughs> and then I was like, uh, and I feel like you can learn as much as a vet while working under a vet. Yeah. Well, and, so and, I was like, and, and you it's picked, cheaper. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you've picked a great field, a great medical field, because the patients do not talk back to you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that is so yes. cool. The great Will Rogers said, um, he had. He said, "I have the the one I have the most respect for in the medical field is the veterinarian. He has to meet. Yeah. He has to deal with a patient who he cannot tell him what the problem is. He has to yeah. guess and try to figure it out. And in the meantime, can either get kicked, bit, or scratched uh, <laughs> right. in yeah. trying to get a response. Um, so Shayla does, you know." What organization or website other than MMIAG that you obviously believe in heavily, what can just anyone out there that's listening to the show today who has been inspired or maybe motivated or terrified by what they've heard from you, what can they yeah. do today? What can they do right now? Go. Where do they go on the Internet? What can they do to help? Yeah, no, that's definitely a great question. So I think just making other people aware of what's happening because I like the big snowball effect Mm -hmm. and I believe that just making sure everyone, I don't know, but like donating, if you feel like donating, I know there's places you can look online and you can donate to help maybe get resources out. I don't know. Just be aware. Just be aware. That's a great question, though. How, how can how can we help? What what can what can we do? As uh, well, I guess they, I think you've probably already answered that. Just no, you're be, good. Be aware. Be aware. And, yes. And and then maybe I guess if you like hear of a case nearby, if you want to be involved, if you want to go help search for the person, um, just helping see what you can do in your local communities for it. Mm-hmm. If that's, um, so like a big thing that I'm working on is getting out like stickers or a little, like a little badge thing mm-hmm. for officers mm-hmm. because I feel like officers, you know, they have a bad rep reference, like, Oh, bad yeah. cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I want to get them like a little pin that has a red handprint. So like people know, like they know, or like they know of something, they mm-hmm. can go up to them and talk to them about it. Do you see? Or, do you see this becoming that, a, a a national issue, or do you want it to become? Uh, yeah, you do want it to become a national issue, right? Yes. Okay, good. And do you think you're going to be the one leading it? I'm going to try. <laughs> Dang hard, for sure. But I think I'll have a lot of support from my family, and I think they'll be a part of my backbone. Backbone as long and my community for sure. Young lady, you are incredible, and thank you for being with us to talk about this very important issue. It is very yeah. appreciated, and uh, wow, you're incredible, man. Thank you. <laughs> Just incredible. Uh, hang on the line. Don't hang up after we leave here because I, I still want to. Okay. We still got a couple of things that we want to talk to you about. Next time we get together here on Able Friends, well, first of all, uh, that was Shayla Joe Connor, and uh, it's missing uh, Indigenous women, missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls. So uh, just get involved. Next time we get together on uh, Able Franzi's Voices of the West. Uh, High Chaparral casting director Susan McRae, and she's also involved with uh, Michael Landon Productions. She'll be joining us uh, here at the White Stallion Ranch. Todd, anything else you want to throw out there? I just want to say what a pleasure it was to chat with Shayla, and she honestly gives me a little bit of faith 
in the youth of America. Indeed. And on that note, we say thank you for listening to this edition of Amo Franzi's Voices of the West and wait to hear from you and talk with you next time. Thank you. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. 